Section 17 of The Dial, May 1920, by Various. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Matt Perard. Section 17, Jens Peter Jacobson, by Paul Rosenfeld. Niels Lenn, by Jens Peter Jacobson. Translated from the Danish by Hanna Ostrup Larsen. 284 pages the american scandinavian foundation new york jacobson's poems and novels are part of general european literature their influence has by far transcended the boundaries of denmark characteristic of danish literature at the moment when under the leadership of brandis it was seeking to confront the present though they are distinctively national in their softness their sweetness their dreaminess they have nevertheless played an important role in the development of the literatures of other countries that of germany in particular jacobson the lyrist stands in something of the relation of a forerunner to george to rilke to hoffmannsthal to the entire group of excessively refined and hieratic modern german poets jacobson the romancer contributed largely to the defeat of the naturalistic school of novel writing and it was precisely with niels Lenn that he helped exorcise zola from the teutonic lands and bring about the recrudescence of the analytical novel for just and poetic translations are the rule in germany and niels Lenn, little diminished in the process of adoption appeared in german at the moment when its power was in the zenith it was the moment when the reaction against the complete preoccupation with the composition of society and the complete neglect of the psychology of the individual of which zola and his followers all over the continent had been so guilty had begun to gather headway in artistic circles the century it will be remembered had begun with transcendentalism and seen flourish a novel that mirrored and analyzed almost exclusively the self indeed for the novelist of the romantic school the world itself was but an emanation of the ego but with the rise of industrialism and the ascendancy of its accompaniment positivism the novel had swerved into the study of the forces and conditions of nature and society to which the individual is subjected the self ceased to interest exclusively and diminished in importance for the novelist in balzac the two worlds the subjective and the objective are still fairly well balanced but with the arrival of naturalism the psychology of the individual was degraded to minor importance in the novels of zola the characters are not very much more than types prostitutes laborers peasants and so forth the world is conceived as having an existence entirely independent of the visions of the characters indeed it is almost conceived as having an existence entirely independent of the vision of the novelist himself to be sure zola had defined the naturalistic novel as nature viewed through a temperament in truth however his ideal was the scientific document the abstract and passionless narration of facts had he been able he would have created fictions approximating the deadly reports of social investigators luckily for the novel 
zola oftentimes failed of his goal he was too much the poet the tediousness of complete impersonality has been attained only by his unique disciple pierre hump still his theories his pseudo-scientific attitude continue to weigh upon the form before the visions of the novelists all over europe there continued to float the ignis fatuus of the experimental romance the scientific work however toward eighteen eighty five the individualistic reaction had set in the self was once more become the centre the principal matter the object of analysis the new psychological novel was born bourget introduced stendhal anew to france Maeterlinck translated novalis in germany folk ceased laughing at the romantic school and if the pendulum did not swing back all the way to the ground of the romanticists if novelists did not again conceive the world as an emanation of the ego nevertheless zola's conception of a world independent of the vision of his characters was entirely abandoned impressionism the study of the external world as the mirror and revealer of the self came into being henceforward landscapes inanimate nature the objective world were to be represented only because of what the characters felt toward them and because of the strata of their selves revealed in the transference and niels line gave the young german novelists of the nineties a distinct and serviceable pattern for it is the picture of the states of soul of an individual the record of the development of a sensibility it concerns itself almost exclusively with the inner life of the hero with his feelings and moods rather more than with his actions it is the moments of intense consciousness when the soul is incandescent that jacobson dwells upon neil's fantasies his moods and spiritual states are developed at length in all their cloudy beauty the author seems continually bent over the murky unplumbed regions of character where sits enthroned the destiny of individuals moreover niels himself is a figure intriguing to northern artists for the conception has in it something which the sensitive man of the north feels as always felt to be true of himself unfriendly nature has always tended to produce folk rich in inner development in imagination in the power of feeling and poor in the power of action and enjoyment and niels as well as most of the characters of the novel his mother bigham mrs boy fenimore gerda are dreamers dainty and lacking in will-power in all of them there is the devastating northern longing the yearning of the human being cast into bitter climes for the warmth and ease and carelessness of the south and the sun all of them like the painter in pater's imaginary portraits are famished for the something in the world that is there in no satisfying measure or not at all neil's mother passes her girlhood in a perpetual daydream tries to find a reality in marriage is cruelly disappointed and sinks back bitterly into her fantasies only during the months when she is slowly wasting away to death when her desires no longer have strength does life come close to her and does she taste of the beauty for which she has pined all her days niels himself is a distant relative of the prince of denmark in more than race he is one of the company of the half-poets 
apparently gifted for creation possessed by all the sensations from which poetry is supposed to spring welling in exquisite and poignant emotions he never achieves anything some inward fatigue weighs upon him he too cannot successfully leave his dreams for reality a learned writer in the imagine several years ago pointed out the character's fundamental bisexuality and the significance of his attachments to his mother and to his friend eric life slips through his fingers his friends die or become estranged from him whatever he sets hand to turns out tragically he can find no one with whom he can really share his life his relationships with men and women are spoiled by his damning passivity and lack of direction after the death of his young wife and child he loses all interest in living death in the war of eighteen sixty four puts an end to a life that was nothing more than a great promise broken and then the world of niles lynn is exclusively the world of niles proper vision the very quality of soul of niles and his mother comes to us through the landscapes and descriptive pieces of the novel because of the fatigue the exquisite sensitiveness the unsatisfied yearning of the protagonists the world of the novel is suffused with delicate and tired sunset hues all the pale and wistful colors of the spectrum both the strong vibrancy of noon and the black passion of night are absent from his color scheme the novel has the quality of a late autumn afternoon a windless tranquil hour of waiting when both strong desire and strong regret are absent and when in a mood of reverie and forgiveness we let the world glide from us a sense of something honey-sweet faded and delicate pervades it the smell of lavender old spotless rooms feminine refinement the springtide when it comes flooding the shores of the smiling lake where the anemic northern woman lies dying is strangely perfumed and idyllic and caressing not at all shrill nor humid nor cruel but pretty almost a delicate drift of naive bright flowers a sparkle of gliding water a rain of sweet soft lights and scents and the vignettes of the damp dreary northern fall and the wet endless baltic winter which we are given are almost equally soft and sweet and faint but most contributory of all to the power of the book was the unusual loveliness of its surface the naturalistic novel is characterized after all by looseness of form and repertorial style the zest to approximate the appearance of life to depart from the classical forms and constructions and to utilize the vernacular had made zola and his group disregardful of the demands of the medium the actual problems of their art jacobson on the contrary was in love with suave rounded forms and with the ring and tongue of words how deeply he was the literary artist the larsen translation unfortunately little reveals though it is more faithful to the original than the general run of translations to which we here in america have become accustomed its prosiness and stiffness its air of being all too patently the translation prevented from representing jacobson quite fairly for jacobson is the seraph of danish literature even in the german translations his novels are prose poems frau marie Groh is the work of a sort of prose vermeer of delft 
its style is suffused with a bland sweet light that recalls the pearly canvases of the magic dutchman and niels len is a lyrical novel a chain of songs and flights in novel form its language is to a great degree the inherited language of poetry the rich simple colorful language of the lyric poets the diction has a certain ceremonialism a slow proud march a quiet and magnificence the words defile in gentle melody the prose is full of images moods are birds with strong pinions the soul speaks to niels like wild challenging trumpet blasts like exultant fanfares blossoming sprays build rose castles vaulted choirs of roses spring comes up the alpine valleys in triumphal march and one delicately handled episode follows another jacobson must have sunk himself fully into each of the moods of his book must have sought to drink in their beauty completely must have dwelt with them till he had extracted from them all their beauty one scarcely knows which one one prefers episodes such as the story of bertholine's girlhood and marriage and disillusionment or the description of neil's encounter with his young aunt in the darkened rose-scented room or the scene where he overhears the conversation between bigham and adele or the chapter where he falls in love with love or that in which his mother languishes and dies in spring-kissed clarins might stand by themselves as a, as a fine lyric stands and yet as lovely a thing of its sort as it is niels lynn is not jacobson's most perfect work marie grope surpasses it as a work of art jacobson was a sick a dying man when he wrote it and his illness in one or two instances dimmed his artistic vision the last chapters of the book which deal with the mature life of niels are somewhat thinner than the first unable to live himself out because of his consuming malady jacobson was doubtlessly unable to face the maturity of his character with the same ardor with which he faced his youth almost nothing is said of the wedlock of niels and his girl wife only one scene is described at length and that is the scene at the deathbed and then the novel is over full of premature deaths practically each of the principal characters meets an untimely end niels father and mother die in early middle life adele eric gerda the child niels himself perish in their youth it is as though jacobson aware of his swiftly approaching end and overcome by the tragedy of his own existence had unconsciously wished to insist on it to bring the sense of the sadness of a lot like his own forcibly home to his readers still despite these blemishes the work has a particular importance an importance quite apart from its influence it is jacobson's realistic representation of himself if marie Grobe and the shorter prose works and the lyrics are no less expressive of jacobson and in certain ways more perfectly expressive they are nevertheless more idealistically so the tale of what life did to the exquisite seventeenth-century lady is jacobson in an ideal representation the history of the nineteenth-century dreamer frugarif und zart und traurig as hoffmannsthal has qualified him is jacobson situated in his own time connected with the denmark of his day 
in this latter the author sought to draw the line closely about himself to utilize experiences of his own to trace his features accurately in it he sought to voice his particular loneliness his sense of the nullity of his existence his deep disappointment in it he set out to write his vita somnium breve and he accomplished what he set out to do one can demand nothing more of the violet than that it be content to remain the violet and jacobson though he had far less appetite less volume less flow than had some of his great contemporaries in france and russia even in england did situate himself in his time in niels len did achieve his own style of autoportrait one shuts the book with the sense of satisfaction that arises from having encountered a piece of work that is entirely one thing and one finds oneself wondering whether the little novel does not contain in hard form something that is in many of us to-day as it was in many of those of yesterday and that will be in those who are to be born to-morrow and the day after End of section seventeen